Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Well, praise God. Uh, welcome back. Wisdom and Stuff podcast. This is Daryl Boucher, and this is a Thanksgiving week, and uh, and just getting into the, the, the principle and the eternal value of Thanksgiving. Uh, it's not just something that we do to be polite. Um, you know, like children, you know, we, we make sure that we're thankful, you know, for different things. Like so we say please and thank you uh, as, as polite um, people of society. Uh, but really, thankfulness is a spiritual principle that God, uh, he lines it out so much through the Old and the New Testament. And uh, one of the one of the verses that... Uh, um, that I find it's interesting is, is in Romans chapter one, and this is uh, this is where God is where by through, through the Apostle Paul he's speaking about uh, a basically the degradation of of the human mind and uh, how they they end up becoming reprobate in their mind to the point where they're just literally you know basically going against nature and and obviously if you read Romans chapter 1 you can see that there's a there, this is very 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 prominent in society today okay but he he talks about kind of the cycle or the process of reprobation and it knows where he begins it though is um he says uh in verse 21 he says because that when they knew God they glorified him not as God neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And he goes on about this 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 process of degradation. But he says that they knew God. They begin they began by knowing God. They didn't they didn't start off as being total atheists or being people who just hated God. These people knew God, and. And so he says, because when they knew God, it says they glorified him not as God. And I talked, I talk about that in a, in a couple other casts. But here it says, but they didn't glorify him as God. Neither were they thankful. But be, they became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts were darkened. And they, even professing themselves to be wise, they became as fools. And so here, the whole time they're talking about how wise they are, and the whole time they're becoming more and more foolish. And he says the reason is because even though they knew God, they didn't glorify him as God. They didn't actually, they, they allowed other things in their life to become God. They allowed other things in their life to become the source of things or whatever as far as, you know, the, the, either their own minds, their own, their, the works of their hands, um, you know, just different things they, they, they put above God. And it says, and they weren't thankful. And then it says because of this, they became, it says they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. So, Giving glory to God and being thankful has everything to do with with keeping our um, our hearts, our minds, our imaginations calibrated the right way. Because thankfulness, you know, thankfulness is a huge part of this, where we we continually acknowledge that God is the source of things, that God is the giver of things, that God is the one who gives life, that all good and and, and, and you know uh, good and perfect gifts come from the Father above, and in whom there's no variables nor shadow of turning, it says in James. But we have to be thankful. Now, now, like I said, this is the invitation that God gives us. He says, "I've given us; He's given us safeguards against vain imaginations." And imagine, imagination is so powerful. Imagination literally is what allows things to 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 uh, manifest from the unseen realm into the seen realm. You know, it begins with an imagination. 
we wouldn't have an airplane without an imagination. We wouldn't have an iPhone without an imagination. See, the, uh, when we begin to imagine something that we haven't seen in the seen realm yet, and we give we give investment to that imagination, it can be produced in the seen realm. Well, that that can be beneficial, or it can be you know uh, uh, you know basically you know um, a deterrent of of humanity. You know, it it can be something that tears down and destroys and is destructive. Uh, uh, because you know the the imagination that creates the iPhone, the same imagination can do something that that you know creates you know uh, uh, slavery and 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 trafficking and all kinds of nasty nasty things, and um, but that same imagination it can be used for good or evil, right? And it says here, when we become vain in our imaginations, then our foolish hearts become darkened. And now suddenly, like Jesus said in Matthew, the good man of the good treasure's heart produce e- e- good things. The evil man of the evil treasure's hearts produce evil things. But that begins in the imagination. And he says here the, that that we become vain in our imaginations when we when we stop glorifying God as God and we stop being thankful. And so when we actually stop acknowledging who gives us all these things, we stop acknowledging the giver of things, and we, we actually start saying that it's, it's by the works of our hands or it's by our own intelligence or it's by our own design or by our autonomous thoughts or whatever, that somehow we have these things, that's when, that's when imagination becomes vain and it, it becomes destructive. And so thankfulness, though, is, is such a huge uh, tool for... Our, our growth, our life, our, you know, our spiritual success. Now, um, as I, I did this uh, a couple days ago, but I wanted to read another proclamation of thanksgiving from one of our forefathers, and this time I want to do from Abraham Lincoln. And, and like I said, he was kind of the first one... Um, He'd had people, you know, basically send him letters because before before Lincoln came along, as far as as president of the United States, before he was president, uh, a lot of the different states were already celebrating Thanksgiving. They, this was something that was in in our consciousness. This is what I love about this: is that Thanksgiving was a part of our culture before it was ever decreed a national holiday. Uh, Thanksgiving was part of our culture to the to the to the degree that all these different states were already celebrating Thanksgiving on their own. It it was just it was coming out of the heart of our of our country it was coming out of the heart of the people it wasn't about you know good sales and 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 watching football and eating too much food it was literally i mean in in uh, in one of the decrees of of abraham lincoln's he actually uh, decreed it to be a day of of fasting and prayer. Well, that's kind of gotten away from that, right? <laughs> now, look, I'm not I'm not opposed to the meals and all that stuff. I'm just saying that that our country already had such a heart and a culture of, of thanking God that that many people started sending in letters to President Lincoln asking him to make it a national holiday, asking him to 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 make it a day where the whole nation comes together on one single day, and. Um, and so he was really the first one to to nationally uh, recognize it as a national day. Other presidents, even like I, I read last time, George Washington called for it to be celebrated. But uh, but all these other colonies and states before, well before that, were already doing it on their own because it was part of our culture. And I I think we need to get back back to being a part of our culture again. We need to, as the body of Christ, it should never obviously be anything but that. But we need to make sure that that our lives, our families, you know, our children are used to thanking God. That our children are used to acknowledging him as the most high God. That everything that comes does not come by Santa Claus. It doesn't come because their parents work so hard. It's because of God. It's because of the Almighty. And um, 
And of course, we know the enemy does bad things, but God does good things. And so every good and perfect thing, everything that comes into our life that benefits our life, that blesses us, we should be giving glory to God. And uh, and I mean, I'm talking, you know, doing study on the Jewish culture, uh, you know, that those who are who practice, you know, uh, Judaism at a high level, they are giving thanks to God all day long. They thank God when they walk out of a building. They thank God when they walk in the building. They thank God when they when they when they take breath. When they when they have the sun on their face. They thank God, of course, when they eat a meal, which is another thing. You know, I just want to say, you know, this sometimes we can make um, things very because they've become a traditional habit, like like giving thanks, you know, before we eat. Um, you know, we know that, that those things can become more traditionally based and can become very religious because people do them and they don't know why they do them. And so either people stop doing them altogether or they do it religiously, you know, where they're just like, um, you know, they 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 go on with these long, lengthy prayers, whatever, uh, because they're doing it religiously, thinking that somehow you know it impresses God when you pray over your food. But then there's the other ditch. The other ditch is where people are so flippant about it, where they're like, "Well, I know God doesn't really, you know, God doesn't really care, you know, how long I pray." So it's just like, you know, blah, you know, just thank you. And then what that it, is, it becomes too flippant. And I'm not even t- saying it's about the number of words; it's about the expression of the heart. And you know when it, if I have an opportunity to thank God, He's the Almighty. I don't care whether it's over my food or whether it's over you know the million dollars that came in or whether it's over a healing or whatever. Man, I I will I will thank God over my food the same way I'm going to thank God over somebody getting healed of cancer or over somebody getting saved. I'm going to thank God. And it's because it's a part of my heart. And it's a conviction of my heart that, man, if I get an opportunity, especially in public, especially at a restaurant, it doesn't mean I need to stand up on the table and be all boisterous. But, man, I'm sincere. This is, this is my Father I'm talking to. This is the Almighty. And I want to give Him all glory, and I want to thank Him. And so uh, I, I, you know, we, we need to make sure when it comes to, you know, in our culture anyway, when it comes to you know, praying over the meal, that we're, we're just not being, number one, being religious about it, and number two, we're not being flippant about it, where we're just like, oh, well, thank you, Jesus, let's eat. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just have I just have a, a you know, I, I just want to take the opportunity, you know, when I thank him, a man, do I want to thank him? I want to just, I want to tap into him. And uh, and if, if I have that opportunity to do it any time of the day, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it with my whole heart. It doesn't have to take a long time. It doesn't have to be boisterous and loud, but man, it's going to be intentional and it's going to be something from my heart. And and especially if I'm around my if I'm around my kids if I'm around you know uh, you know a family situation I want I want people to know that this is something that means something and thankfulness is such a big deal but uh, but with that though like I said we our country started off with a a a a culture of Thanksgiving and that it wasn't something that came from the government down it's, it's something that came from the citizens up and that's how it should always be where the, where it's, it came from a, a culture of Thanksgiving and then we there was it was so big in our culture that we requested it to be a national holiday and so it wasn't mandated by president lincoln it was actually uh his, his response to a mandate from the people praise god that's really how government's supposed to work you know in the in this earthly realm and um so anyway, I just I just want to read what, and I'm, I'm not going to read the whole uh, the whole proclamation. It was a pretty long uh, thing that he did. It was very very great. I mean, you, you can li- you can go back and read it. It was on um, October third, eighteen sixty three, and this is in the middle of the Civil War, and this is what's I, I find this so fascinating that that here uh, Abraham Lincoln in the middle of the Civil War 
he says, what we need to do is we need to thank God. And, uh, and this is, I, I, you know, I'm not saying Abraham Lincoln was, was, you know, perfect in everything he did, but he had such a heart toward God and such a humble heart towards certain parts of, of what he was doing that he understood that this, this war is not going to be won by bullets. It's going to be won by the, the, the sovereignty of the Almighty and as we come humbly before him. And so in the middle of a civil war, in the middle of division in a country, uh, he began to thank God. And I, I, I really want to say, you know, don't, don't we think even more so now? We need to thank God. We need to understand that, that we need to allow his sovereign hand to actually be what governs everything. And so let's, let me just read a couple paragraphs here from Lincoln's proclamation. It says, No human counsel has devised, nor has any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God who, while dealing with us in our anger for our sins, has nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed to, to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly and, and, and reverently and gratefully acknowledged, as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do, therefore, invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States, and also those who are at sea and those who are, are sojourning in foreign lands, to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November, next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwells in the heavens. And I recommend to them that, while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverances and blessings, they do also, with humble penitence for our national... Uh, 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 perverseness and disobedience commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the uh, lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged, and fervently implore the interposition of the Almighty Hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it, as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes, to the, the, the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. In testimony whereof, I hereto set my hand and cause the seal of the United States to be affixed. Now, this is like this was just the last part of this, but do you hear his heart here? How he's going, you know, we, we are doing things that, that are grieving the heart of God, but let's reach out with thanksgiving. And, you know, one of the things I, I just want to say, you know, as, as Christians, once again, we can, we can get used to an idea, but not actually understand the power of that idea or understand the purpose behind it. And so it ends up basically taking on a different form. And with Thanksgiving, like I said last time, number one, it can take on the form of us just kind of, you know, paying something that we're obligated to, to give to God or that we we, we are trying to make sure he knows how much we are thankful. He already knows. He knows how thankful I am before I ever say it, right? He's omniscient. And like I said last time, my thankfulness doesn't benefit him. My thankfulness benefits me. And it's because that, that's, when, that's when we begin to recalibrate our thoughts and our minds toward the awareness of what he's already done for us. He's already given us everything. And it's even though we think in a linear time pattern of past, present, future, God doesn't think that way. He literally has already seen the past from, from the beginning, from the end, and the end from the beginning. He's already seen everything all at once. And so when I begin to thank him, I begin to tap into the, the understanding of what he has done for us. And it takes on the DNA of him, right? And, uh, and, you know, one of the things we have to watch, um, and this is just something that I've seen in the circles that I've, you know, I've, when I got saved at 15, some of the circles I've been in is that people, they begin to 
they begin to acknowledge the value of Thanksgiving, but then they, it becomes almost like a manipulative tool. Like we're not really thanking him for things we believe we received. We're thanking him for things that we want to receive. And so we're almost like saying, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like we're, we're machine gunning. Thank yous, you know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and it's like, and we, 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 we make it into something like, Oh, if we thank him long enough, then we're going to get it. You know, like if, if, you know, if your, if your five-year-old kid comes up or your, your grandchild comes up and, and is like, oh, thank you for this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But, but you know, you haven't done that yet and they haven't received it. You know, they're just, they're just trying to say the right words, the magic words to get you to give him something. And I think that a lot of times Christians can be that way where we're, we're thanking him for things, not because we believe we received it. We're thanking him for things, you know, like, and I, I understand I understand the principle in a way, but I still don't, I, I don't jive with somehow with, with how it's being expressed because, you know, people go, well, thank God in advance. Okay. I get that. I understand thanking God in advance. Uh, but really we, we, even though I understand that principle, that's really not faith. Faith, faith believes we received, right? Before we see it with our natural eye, we already believe we received it. We literally have received it in the spirit realm. And then, then we thank him for it. Now, uh, good. I think a good example of that was uh, one time when I was. Um, now, this was years ago. I was working at the plywood mill when I was. Well, I was like eighteen, and uh, and uh, it, where I was working, you know, it was really loud. I was working by myself, uh, just putting wood in the dryer, and and so I was by myself, and I really enjoyed that job because I could do, I could, I could pray and do whatever I wanted to do all day long, and uh, and just just I could do it at the top of my lungs, and nobody would ever hear me, you know. So, uh, so I really enjoyed that position, and so here I was. Uh, working the dryer, and I I was just talking to God and having a good time with with my father, and uh, somebody that I knew um, that wasn't saved yet came up on my heart, and they worked at the mill, but I they worked at a totally different section in the mill than I did, and I never saw them. You know, I knew I I I wasn't even sure if they worked the same shift as me, but I thought they did, but that didn't really matter. That's not why I was I was I was thinking on them, but they weren't saved yet, and so I just began to pray for their salvation. And, uh, and I was just like, Lord, I, I, I was getting, you know, bold about it and saying, no, no, no. I just, I just claim this for this person for the name of Jesus. And I just speak them into the kingdom. And I just, I thank you that, you know, the distractions are, 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 you know, uh, taken away from their soul and scales removed from their eyes and that they would see clearly and have revelation of the Lord. And I'm just, I'm going after it, man. I'm just like, no, this person is, is coming into the kingdom. Praise God. And so, I just prayed for a little bit, and uh, and and like, I'm just praying, you know. However, and I heard the Lord specifically say, I mean, He with this was just as clear as as if you know, as as clear as somebody standing right next to me. I heard the Lord say, very clear, okay, it's done. And I literally, I stopped. I said, what? And he go, he goes, he's in. It's done. He's in the kingdom. And I, you know, I I had such a knowing that it was done, I began shouting so loud. I mean, I was just rejoicing and shouting so loud. And uh, and I'm just like, I mean, I'm just, just, just literally screaming at the top of my lungs just as loud as I can. Nobody can hear me. You know, it's like, it's just, man, I'm just rejoicing. Now, the thing is, now, here's the cool thing is, is in that moment, as I'm rejoicing, as I'm just, just going for it, um, uh, I, I had a, a stack of wood that would come and get replenished that I fed in the dryer. And so somebody on a forklift would come every, I don't know, hour or so and drop more wood. And, um, and so, 
Uh, usually it was, you know, same forklift driver all the time, generally. Uh, but anyway, so as I'm rejoicing, I'm just shouting. I'm just, just having a good old time. I see the forklift coming by. And so I'm just kind of getting things ready for the forklift to come by. And uh, I see the big stack of wood come and get lowered down. And as it gets lowered, I can see who's driving. And it's the guy I was just praying for. He has never delivered wood for me ever before. And he never did after that. This was the one time, the whole time I worked there, the one time he ever delivered wood for me, that one load. And it was actually right when I was rejoicing over his salvation. And and like I said, it's hard to hear in there. But but uh, but he looks at me. He's like, "What are you doing?" And I go, and I we were kind of yelling back and forth, reading lips. And I said, "Why?" He goes, "You're, I, you're just you're I don't know you're you're all lit up." <laughs> and I go, "I'm just praising God." <laughs> I didn't tell him I was praying for him. I didn't tell him I was just rejoicing because I knew he was coming the kingdom. But uh, but he's just like, you know, he just kind of shook his head like, okay, whatever, you know. And uh, he backed his forklift up, went on his way. And uh, honestly, that was the only time he'd ever done that for me and ever did since then, uh, the whole time I worked there. And I mean, that was totally God, right? And so I, I mean, he, he left and I just began rejoicing, praise God for his salvation because I knew I had received it. I knew it was done. Now, did he repent right then and get on his knees and give his heart to Jesus? No, he didn't. He didn't do it that night. He didn't do it the next day, but I knew it was done. And now uh, that was like in the summertime. And I, um, I ended up in July, I ended up moving to, um, uh, to Tulsa to go to Bible school. And um, then, like, in December, I think it was, November, December, something like this, my sister, she calls me, and uh, now I never told anybody about this. I never told them that, I never told them about, you know, what happened. I never told them that I'd prayed for him to get saved. I never told them any of it. And uh, back in, like, it was like in November or whatever, my sister, she calls me, and she says, oh, you never, never believe who got saved. And I already knew she was going to say it. I knew it. And she goes, oh, so-and-so. I'm like, oh, praise God. And she goes, oh, and, and she goes, and he didn't just get saved. He got radically saved. He didn't just like, you know, you know, just grudgingly, you know, say a prayer to, to not get in, you know, not, not go to hell. No, he is all in. She's like, he is on fire for God. Now, you understand, I that was already settled in my heart months earlier. See, that was already settled in my heart months earlier. That was not a surprise at all when she said I was thankful for it, but I had thanked God before. I had thanked God when God told me it was done. You see, this is that's how thanksgiving should be. We don't need to thank God to manipulate him into giving us things. We need to thank him because we believe it's already been done. It's already been settled. It's already been settled, and, and when it gets settled in our heart, that's when we thank him. Not when we already, you know, like we can know that things should be ours in the word. We can agree with the word, but still not have them settled that they're, that they're ours. You know, and so thankfulness is what is what gets us, you know, into that place of understanding what's rightfully ours. And uh, and I need to get. I need to wrap it up for today. But I want to get into, into this one more time and just talking about just how we can begin to, to be more thankful and what does it do for us. But I just want to man, encourage you right now. You know, just just take something and begin to pray into it. And and when God reveals that it's done, that it is done, you're not thanking Him for what's going to happen. You're thanking Him from what's already been established. Already that it cannot change. If it's been established forever in heaven, it, the earth cannot change it. Praise God. But our thank of our thank. Thankfulness can steward it in. Our thankfulness can acknowledge it and and actually begin to, to to voice that into the earth. So, Father, we thank you once again, Lord God, for what you're doing. Just we just allow you to heighten our understanding of thankfulness. We allow you to heighten our understanding of these things, and we just want to just just operate in this spiritual force called thankfulness. And we just choose to let you show us how to do this. We give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.